pain is thy faithfulness, oh God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changes not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercy I see, thou changest not thy compassion, it fails not. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. God Good afternoon, Facebook family. And Spotify and Anchor FM. Thank you and welcome to another episode. I would like to talk about today would be God's precepts and what he wants. I will be coming from scriptures I will read today. Hopefully that will enlighten you and give you a better understanding of what God wants from us, from our service to our compassion, to our discipline, and to our submission. God bless. So, today, I would like to start off with service. And my first scripture will be coming from First Peter. I would like to also define words as I uh, read. The scriptures, I will be defining words for our better listening and our better uh, understanding of what God is trying to say. So I will be defining words as I read the scriptures. God bless. So bear with me and I will be going to First Peter Four and nine. So, God is saying for us to use hospitality. The word hospitality means 
friendliness, helpfulness, and our way that we greet people. Just one to another without grudging. That means, grudging means don't be half-hearted, hesitant, or to feel like you're forced to show service towards someone. God says to do this without grudging. So we have to do it without grudging. Praise God. I would like to go to Galatians 5 and 13. The Bible says, Our freedom is not to cause us to sin, but rather to love God and love one another. To be humble and to serve. It says, For brother, you have been called to liberty. Don't use this liberty for the occasion of the flesh but by love, which is compassion, kindness, and caring. Serve one another. Amen. Matthew 20 and 26. It said, Yet it shall not be so among you, but whosoever desires to become great among you, let him be your Servant, which means to serve and to help. Amen. Matthew 25 and 35. It says, For I was hungry, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, that means I needed water, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. And help me. That means you took me in. You helped me on my feet. So. That means that. When we see someone in a need. They're hungry. God sends feed them. If they're thirsty. God sends give them drink. God says. If they have nowhere to stay. Take them in. That means, other, or other words, take them to a place where they can have a place to stay. Pay for it. That's what you have to do. But to get them off their feet. So if, they, if they're somewhere and they're on their feet trying to find something they need to help, help get them on their feet again. To being serviceable to themselves to help so they can be a help for themselves and get on their feet and move forward again. Service 2, Romans 12, 6, says, Having gifts differing. That means different gifts. 
not the same, according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. That means the amount of our confidence and trust that we have. Let us prophesy according to that, that that is given the proportion. So that's what God wants. We have, we don't have the same gift. But God's saying, according to grace, the grace that is given to you, that, that amount, that a portion, let us do service. Hallelujah. Hebrews 6 and 10. Therefore, God is not unjust, that which means he is fair. He will not forget, that means he will remember, your work and labor of love you have shown to his people. But you have ministered to the saints and do minister. So that means that you minister and attend to the needs and you help assist the saints. And that you do. That's what God's saying. You help and attend to the needs and help assist. That is service. And God loves service. Hebrews 6 and 11. He says, we want you to stay with us. That means be diligent. The effort to do until the very end. He said, to stay with us so that what you hope for will come. Realize. So whatever you hope for, he wants you to rely on God. And to stay there. Be diligent. To show service. Stay there. Then Hebrews 6 and 12, it says, do not be slowful. Means slow. But followers of the one that are following after what is right. They are following after the faith. Faith means constant confidence and trust in God. So that's what God said. Don't be soulful. But followers. After. You want to follow after what is right through faith. So that is a part of showing service. 
But God wants you to be followers of. He wants you to be followers of the faith. After what is right. Hallelujah. Service number three. Colossians 3 and 23. As whatsoever you do, do it heartily. That means in a sincere manner, as unto the Lord and not to men. Forgive your service with sincerity to God. Be sincere and wholeheartedly with God and don't do it for man. Wholeheartedly to God and don't do it for man. Elijah's 3 and 24. It said, knowing that of the Lord, you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. You're going to receive, you're going to be given something. You're going to be given a reward, a salary, like a salary of the inheritance which is the provision that God will make for you, for you that serve the Lord. So you that serve the Lord, you shall have that provision, and you shall have a reward, a payment from God that he will give to you. Hallelujah. And that is the conclusion of service. Now I would like to go into compassion. Compassion. Compassion, I would like to give a definition, means it is an expression of love for those who are suffering. It said the Lord is gracious. Hallelujah. In Psalms 145. Eight. It said the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, wow. and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Let me explain that. The Lord is willing to show grace abundantly. And his love very much for those who are suffering. He has more than enough of his mercy. His mercy goes beyond. It is not able to be sized down. He has no respect to person. He can understand you. He will over all the things that he allows. So God will have compassion on you. He will have that love for you. He will have that understanding for you because 
he had no respect. He don't care if you different race, different uh, ethnic background. That has nothing to do with it. He still understands. And he will abundantly have that grace. And I would like to go to Confession. Ephesians 4.32 It said, Be ye kind one to another. Tenderhearted, forgiving, forgiving is willing to forget the bad feelings towards someone who has offended you, even as Christ has forgiven you. God wants you to be tenderhearted, having pity. He wants you to be kind. That's what he's saying. You got to be kind to one another. You got to have some kind of pity on people uh, and be willing to forgive them of the bad for what they have done to you. Even as Christ has did for us. He has forgiven us of our bad deeds of what we have done. So likewise, he wants us to do the same. Hallelujah, as being the children of God. Elijah 3 and 12, it says, put on. That means dress yourself. Take on. Because you are chosen of God. You are holy. God does not say you are all you are beloved to him. He said, put on the balls of mercy, the bowels of mercy, which is compassion and sympathy, the humbleness of mind, which is an understanding mind, meekness, goodwill to others, long suffering, which means Suffering long. That is another act for compassion. God wants us to put on the humbleness, the understanding, the meekness, goodwill, and the long suffering. Dealing with things, being patient with uh, things about other people. God wants us to put on that vows of mercy, which is compassion and sympathy. Hallelujah. Uh, compassion, Matthew 7, 12. It said, all that ye would that men should do unto you. All. All that you would that men should do to you. What you expect, what you want men to do to you, even so to them. For this is 
the guidelines and the prophets. This is the law and the prophets. God is saying, if you want a person to do such and such a thing to you, you need to treat them as you would want them, glory be to God, to do unto you. Because you wouldn't want anybody to mistreat you. So why would you want to mistreat others? That is an act of compassion. Isaiah 49 and 15. Can a woman forget her suckling child? That means a little baby. That she would not have on the son of her womb? No. But did God say yes? He may forget. But he said, I will not forget thee. But remember, God, he will not forget you. That's his compassion for you. Compassion First Peter three and eight. It says at last. Finally. Have compassion one of another. That means, and then say, share this among you all. Love as you would your own brother. Be pitiful. Be courteous. So God said, have compassion on your brother as you would do your own brother. You have a brother in your house. God wants to, the same way you treat your brother like that, you treat your brother in church. Have compassion on them. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Thoughtful. Hallelujah. Be courteous. Be courteous. Galatians 6 and 2. It says, Bear ye one another's burdens. That means when somebody is going through the trial or tribulation, they're hurting. God says, help them. Be compassionate on them. Help deal with their suffering. Help them through this. Give them encouragement. And then say, and so fulfill the law of The bear is to be long-suffering. Be long with them. 
to help them. Matthew 6 and 14. Compassion. Forgive men. I said, forgive men. Their offense. That means forgive them when they cause you harm or distress. Or neither will your father forgive you of the way you harm and your distresses of other people. But God's saying, that's what he's saying. Have this compassion. If you want the forgiveness, you must have the compassion. Proverbs 19 and 17. Whosoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deeds. So that's what Proverbs 19 and 7 says. Whosoever is generous, that means pitiful. Have pity on the poor. You're doing this to the Lord. When you feel sorry for someone, you want to help them. You lend it to them. That means to lend is to give without pay. Lend it to them. Look, I'm giving this to you. I'm lending to you. He will, God will repay you. He will give back to you for what you have done for someone else. That's an act of compassion. But God said, whosoever. They don't care. He don't care who it is. He said, whosoever is generous. If they will lend to the poor people, they will help them out of their poor disposition, out of their poor way of thinking, out of out of their poor position they're in, a situation, out of their poor problem. Don't worry, God got a payment for you. Because it's like you have lended to the Lord. You did this to God. He said, first, um, Second Corinthians 1 and 3, said, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy. That means you don't deserve this forgiveness, but he saw fit to give it to you. And the God of all comfort, the God that gives you that sweet relief, that God that gives you that rest, that peace that passes all understanding. That's relief. That's comfort. 
When somebody makes you feel pleasant, restful, peaceful, make you feel comfortable, they say, come on in, be comfortable. You know, come on in the house, be comfortable. And they give you the best seat. Oh, you feel good. Air feel all extra cushiony and stuff. And, you know, it'd be like, wow. Everybody feel like you want to go to sleep because you feel so comfortable. But that's how God is. He's the God of all comfort. He gives us a relief. Or he gives us a release of pressure off of us. A release of stress. Glory be to God. He gives to us. So, he said, come unto me, all ye that labor, and I will give you rest. The God of comfort. The God of compassion. Compassion, Hebrews 13 and 3. God says, don't forget those that are in the bonds, those who are enslaved, those who are going through, those are who are suffering, those who are in trouble and pain, adversity, Considering your own selves. God said, don't forget about them. Let me have compassion on them. Adversity also means unhappiness. For those who are going through some unhappy situations. And they seem to be bound with this and they're suffering. God said, don't forget about them. Be pitiful with them. Be merciful. Be compassionate. Show them love. Show them love and their suffering. Proverbs 31 and 26. Say a virtuous woman. Open her mouth. She is kind. All the time. So a virtuous woman. She is a strong woman. That is what virtuous woman means. She is strong. Woman of God. And when she even talks. Her her mouth is talking words of kindness and compassion. She is always polite and thoughtful. So that's what it's saying. All the time she is this way. That's who a virtuous woman is. She speaks words of kindness, compassion. It is not just at once. It's always. She's always with this. This is who she is. She is a kind. She is a kind person. 
and of. And Mark 6 and 34. Thank God for all the virtuous women. Hallelujah. Mark 6 and 34. It says, Jesus was moved with compassion. He was moved with love for the suffering of the people. He saw them as suffering and he wanted to help them by teaching them many things. He wanted them to learn. He wanted to teach them. He was so compassionate with them. He didn't want to see them suffer anymore, so he wanted to teach them. And that's what he did. He taught them many things. And Lamentation 3 and 22, it says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His love fell at night. Every day, he is faithful. I mean, he is available. We are not consumed. We are not destroyed. He will help us through the suffering and pain because it don't fail. His love cannot fail. His compassion failed not. His mercy, it don't fail. Where he feel about us it will never fail. His mercy, even when we don't deserve forgiveness, he does. He's still faithful. Hallelujah. Thank God for our compassionate God. Hallelujah. Romans 12 and 20, compassion. If your enemy, that means the person that hurt you, despised you, made you feel bad. If he be hungry, feed him, God said. If thirsty, give him to drink. You will make him feel sorry. You will reap coals of fire on his head. In other words, you're going to make him feel sorry for what he has done. God is saying, if you have that compassion on this person, even though they did all this nastiness to you, this badness to you. You know, just by you doing this, I'm going to let it be where they're going to, I'm going to make them feel sorry for what they've done to you. You're going to give them something to think about. Because they could think, they're going to be wondering like, why he didn't retaliate or he didn't retaliate on me. Why they didn't put some poison in my drink or something? Because they they know I don't like them. So 
while they trying to treat me all sweet and goody too and sweet tarts for her. Why they trying to do that? Give them something to think about. And they will never think about you the same way anymore because they they couldn't. You would give them something, nothing to talk about. They would have nothing to talk about. They couldn't even point the finger and blame you because you helped them. You had compassion on them. When they didn't even deserve it, you still had mercy. Isaiah 49 and 13. It says, shout for joy. That means make a loud noise. The heavens, even the heavens, God is saying, shout, rejoice. That means be filled with joy. You earth, burst out suddenly with the song. Ye mountains for the Lord. He comforts and will have compassion on him. On his, his that belong. That means on his, they that belong to him. He will have compassion. So you can shout for this. You can rejoice because the Lord God Almighty is having compassion. He is concerned about your suffering. Especially those are that proclaim to be his. He are he is concerned about of the suffering they go through. And he wants to bring that comfort. Hallelujah. Which is that compassion. Psalms 78 and 38. God is full of compassion. Meaning he's concerned about the suffering of others. He forgives the iniquity. That means the wickedness. He they didn't. He didn't. He didn't get rid of, of of these wicked people. He could have got rid of them, but he had compassion. God had mercy. He had pity, and did not let all his anger be uh, put on them. If all his anger was exposed. Because he could have just let loose and let it go. And let it fire on all of them. But he didn't. Because he's compassionate. That's what it's saying. He is a God that forgives. He is compassionate. So he's saying, I'm, I am the God of comfort. First out with joy. Are you happy that I'm a God of comfort and compassion? If you are, rejoice and be filled with joy. And then Psalms, excuse me, Luke 
6 and 35. Compassion. Jesus said, But love your enemies and do good and lend. Hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. That means more than you expected. And ye shall be the children of God. The children of the highest. The children of God. For he is kind. He's caring. Even to the unthankful. God is caring even to those who don't even thank him. They don't give God no thanks. They are thankful. They don't care about nothing. They are thankful. And the evil. They ain't worry about nothing either. They don't, you know, they don't, they can care less about anything. God is even kind to them. Even compassionate towards them. Caring. Hallelujah. Matthew 20 and 39. Hallelujah. I, was, I am going into submission now. And what submission means. Matthew 20 and 39. It said he went away again the second time and prayed. Then Jesus prayed twice. He said, oh, my father. If you will let this cup pass from me. If you ask a question. But he said he came to the conclusion. He shook this thing off. He said, nevertheless, no, no I got to do this. Not my will. But thy will be done. That was the act of submission. Jesus knew that he had to die. But he saw something great. He saw us having salvation. So he was willing to give it to God. He was willing to give it up for us. That was submission to God. He said, nevertheless, not my way, but thy way. He gave his will over to God's will. Gave it up. Gave it into his hand. And that was an act of submission to God. And that's the way God wants us to be also. An act of submission to him. First Peter 5 and 6. Say, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you and do 
Huh. Do season. That means whatever is relevant, relevant, and what is convenient. Do season. There is a time and a season for everything under the sun. Do season. So it's a season that's coming. God's saying. But if you submit yourself to me, you give yourself to me. That's what submit means, to give yourself to God. Give yourself to me. Be obedient unto my word. Follow my words. Follow my standards. Follow my footsteps. Follow what is right. Pray. Do all the things that is right before God. Giving yourself to Him. If you give yourself, you come to Him. You're admitting. That you are just a person. You're just a person that needs Him. giving yourself over to his will that he may exalt you. Exalt means to lift you up. You went down and bowed yourself down before him as being king of kings. And now since you did that, you admit that he's king of kings, lord of lords of your life. Now, he will exalt you and do. And that is an act of submission. Submitting to God. James 4 and 7. Submission. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he shall flee from thee. He means you, but you have to submit. Come close to God. Give yourself to God. Want God. And if you do that, if you do all the things you want, God. Give yourself to God. Come to God. Run to God. Go to His ways, not nobody else's ways. And then you resist the devil. Tell the devil, no. I don't want it. Then God says, I'm going to make him flee from you. But if you come to me, this is the only way that he is going to flee from you, by you giving yourself over to me. Then he will flee from you. 
because you told him no. You resisted what he said his will and you embrace my will. Hallelujah. And that is submission. Titus 2 and 14, submission. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a different people, a peculiar people. That's what that means. Zealous of good works. Zealous means to be sincere and have a sincere heart towards God. A sincere heart for good works. Helping someone, that's a good work. Giving acts of charity, giving with love, and of course, giving God the glory. That is good works. And Titus 2.23, submission. Teaching us, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we shall live soberly. That means righteously and godly in this present world. That is an act of submission. Living soberly. Living a righteous life. And denying this this world, worldly lust, is submission. And then Titus 2 and 24. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-control, and sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. That is an act of submission. Hallelujah. And now I would like to move on to discipline. Discipline number one. Proverbs 6 and 23. It says, For the commandment is a lamp. A commandment is a rule. And the law is light. It's going to help us see in the darkness. And reproof is of instructions are the way of life. So the reproof, if you want to find the way of life, you have to learn to follow instructions. The reproof of instruction. So when something is instructed you to do or not to do, it's reproving you so that you can have life. It is the way to life. That's what's going to give you life. Is following the instruction on how and what to 
not to do. That's what God is saying. If you follow my rules, it will be a lamp for you. If you follow my laws, it will be a light for you. And if you follow the instruction, even if it's reproof, you shall find the way of life. So that's a discipline. Discipline also Proverbs 25, 28 discipline. He that means whoever that has no rule which is control over his own spirit, his actions, is like a city that is broken down and without wall. Hebrews 12, 11, discipline. No correction at the moment seemed to be an happy occasion, a joyous occasion. It's not a happy occasion. It's not joyous. Correction is not joyous. It's not joyous. Grief is sad. Anyway, after it is over, that means after this thing is over, it yielded to bring forth fruit unto them that are at peace to keep them from going back. So God is saying, correction is, it don't seem joyous when you're being corrected. It's not a joyous occasion. It's a sad thing. But after it's over. It yielded the peaceful fruit. It will keep you from looking back at what it corrected you about. So even if you're corrected, it's going to bring forth something better later on than what it was before. But discipline brings forth something better than what it was before. It will be peace for you once you are corrected of the wrong that you have went in. And you understand now it's going to bring peace later because now I know better. And this, I'm not going to partake of this anymore because now I know it's going to bring peace to me now because I don't have to go there no more that's what God is saying it's good to be corrected because later on you will have peace from this correction hallelujah discipline 1 Corinthians 9 27 discipline I kept this body. You have bring this body in subjection. 
And Paul was saying, if I bring this body into subjection, in other words, my preaching will be in vain. People won't receive me. I will be a castaway. So I have to bring this body in control if I don't want what I've all this I've done to be in vain. People want to receive me if I can't control myself. It will all be in vain. And God doesn't want our living to be in vain. So he wants us to learn how to bring this body into control. So that what we do will not be in vain. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3.11, discipline. My son despise not the correction of the Lord, neither reject the correction of a father as does a son. So, God is saying, don't reject correction. Uh, in Proverbs, he's telling his son, don't despise correction, don't hate it. When God is correcting you, don't hate it. So does a father does his son. He corrects his son just like a father corrects his son. Don't hate it. This is a way of discipline. And it's good because you will save the son by correction. Discipline. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. That means to be afraid of someone or something. For he has given us the spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. Love is compassion, careness, and kindness. Let me read that again. Love is compassion, caring, and kindness. Power is ability and strength. And spirit is the belief of mind, of our mind. And sound means be delivered and revived. So he has given us a compassionate, caring, and kind mind, a, a mind of ability and strength, and a mind of deliverance and revival. So that's what he has given us. But he has not given us a spirit of fear, which is to be afraid. Hallelujah. 
we know that torment doesn't come from him. But it comes from the evil one, our enemy, adversary. Devil himself. So discipline. Revelations 3 and 19. God said, as many as I love, that means I care for. I rebuke. That means I reprove them. And chasten them, which is to humble them. Uh, it says, be zealous, therefore, and repent. That means be sincere. Be committed. Be devoted. It's, and they said, therefore, uh, right now, consequently, always, and repent. Repent to have a change of mind or to turn away from our sins. Hallelujah. So that's another way of discipline, that God disciplines us when we are out of line. He wants us to get back in line. So he's telling us to be sincere about this thing and turn away from what it is that you are being corrected for or chasing for. Hallelujah. First Peter. Hallelujah. Okay. So these are all the precepts that I have written down. And I hope something was said that may help you along the way. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Keep the faith. Keep looking up because there's nothing down. For God is up. Hallelujah. He wants to see your head held up. And not down. Keep looking to the hills for cometh your help. For you know your help cometh from the Lord. In Jesus' name, God loves you, and he wants the best for you. Always remember. So love him. In Jesus' name, remember, he is a God that will always have compassion. If you just come to him and ask him for what you need, he is that God of compassion today. Hallelujah. Glory and honor be to the Father. In Jesus' name.